Hey dog moms, dog dads, and paw rents of all kinds. I'm Steph, and this is the Anxious Dog Mom Podcast. Um, so this episode was kind of a spontaneous thought. Um, the topic came to me pretty recently. Um, so today we are going to talk about how and why pets are family. Um, recently my sister and her family had to let their uh, pit bull pays the grace <laughs> to call it her southern name pays the grace um, <laughs> uh, she had to cross the rainbow bridge um, last week um, so that was super hard for all of us especially them um, I'm gonna talk about her more later on because I want to give her the time and energy that she deserves in this podcast. Um, But for now, uh, uh, we are going to talk about, like I said, pets and how they're a family to us. Um, I know, at least I know I've had people tell me that like, they aren't kids and like, there's a lot of people who don't think this way that pets or children to can can be like children to you or like family members and yeah I've heard oh your dogs aren't children they're not kids and yeah like obviously uh they aren't human kids I I understand that I understand that human kids are much more work even though I don't like that word but like they're they're more to handle than a cat or a dog right and human children are literally a part of your DNA or if you are a adopted made family or however you define family and got kids into your life that's beautiful but I guess where I'm going with this is the love that you have for your animal or animals can be just as intense deep powerful and beautiful as what you can have with your children And I want to like kind of normalize that because that's how I feel about my dogs. That's what they mean to me. Um, And like in terms of another thought process I had, sorry, I'm kind of like, I'm just passionate about this. So it's all flying in my brain at once, but um, they rely on us. Um, We chose to have them in our homes. And it's our responsibility at that point to take care of them. And like, I ended up with Lilo and she's, I I call her high maintenance and I, I don't mean it negatively, but she has had a lot of behavior issues we had to work through, medical issues we had to work through. And I chose to have her and I didn't know when I adopted her at six months old that at three years old, she was going to have 
a year-long medical problem in like the rest of her life. But we chose to bring them into our homes and it's our responsibility to take care of them. And that's exactly what you would do, at least in my opinion, for your family member, for your children. Um, the pets, if we're blessed and lucky enough, are with us for many, many years and they become intertwined into our lives. And something that lives with you for 10, 15 years, I don't, I can't understand how they couldn't be family to you at that point. Um, the love of dogs and, and other animals, but I feel like mostly in the mainstream you know, like media and everything and, and the just society is dogs. They're, that love of those animals is a universal thing. Just think of all like, like you walk into Target, there's a dog mom shirt. You go to the movies and like Marley and me and the art of racing in the rain. If you haven't read that book and saw the movie, read the book first. Art of racing in the rain is amazing. But yeah, movies, books, other entertainment, like calendars, magazines, anything. Um, dogs are everywhere. And if, to me, if pets weren't family, it wouldn't be like that. There wouldn't be this universal, like, outpouring of everything about dogs, cats, like, there's a whole animal planet. Excuse me, I'm gonna move my paper. Sorry, guys. Um, TV like channel, all about animals all the time, and I feel like I'm not doing a good job in, of expressing how much I I believe in this. Um, I've never loved anything as intensely as I. I never thought it was possible until I got animals. Um, being an empath and slightly more on the introvert side of like, especially when I'm out socially, um, I relate to animals a lot easier. Well, it, a lot easier, but like it's more quick for me to be able to bond with my dog or someone's pet. I have to kind of warm up, feel a person out and like, so I just, I'm so passionate about this because to me, dogs are one of my love languages and they'll never let you down and they're unconditional. And I just, to me, that level of love means you're, you're a family member. Um, so what I did for this episode, um, I asked friends, family, and coworkers to give me some statements, if, if you will, um, about their pets and what their pets meant to them. So if you would mind uh, sticking around and traveling this with me, um, I'm going to give a shout out to the people who so lovely took time out of their day to do this for me. First, um, we have my friend and coworker, Alexis. She has a little girl 
dog named Micah. Uh, Alexa says, Micah means everything to me. I can't imagine life without her. I would do absolutely anything for her. Moving here to Connecticut alone with no family or friends was super hard for me. And she's always been right there to listen to me. Although she doesn't respond, LOL, as she wrote, <laughs> um, to make me smile and to comfort me. She's all I got. She's everything. Everything in all caps. <sighs> my response to that is, well, Alexis, you know, I have full-on conversations with my dogs. Like, they're going to talk back to me. And they, I believe they totally understand me. So you're not alone. They might, might not respond, but they know exactly what you're saying. Again, my friend and coworker, Liz, uh, she says she has a cat that she talked to me about. Uh, she said she wouldn't be here without Jackson. I adopted him right after I separated from my husband and moved into a new apartment. I wasn't allowed a dog, so cat it was. At the shelter, they told me he was abused and afraid of men. So perfect. I wasn't a fan of men either. <laughs> he was grumpy for a while, but suddenly... He wouldn't leave my side. He knows that I'm having a bad day, and he now he loves literally everyone. Honestly, I wouldn't be the person I am now and where I am without this cat coming to me when he did. And now he even has his own patio furniture and, quote, isn't spoiled at all. <laughs> hey, um, oh, sorry, guys. My phone's a buzzing. Um, you know what? Heck, I would buy a uh, stroller for my dog, so patio furniture... Same line of thought. I don't think it's too spoiled. They're your babies. Um, oh, Mandy, my beautiful friend, Mandy. Uh, simple and sweet. She said to me, no words will ever replicate what my babies mean to me. And she has her two little kitty cats, uh, Calvin and Gumdrop. Like I can't even, the name Gumdrop is just the greatest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> uh, CrossFit Jen, we all know Mandy and CrossFit Jen. Uh, Again, she was short and sweet too, but you can listen to their episodes. They go into depth about what their pets meant to them. But uh, she says, all I can really say is Bentley and I saved each other's lives. He's saved mine and I saved his, literally. I wouldn't be here without him and vice versa. Jenny, she's uh, actually her, the, my next guest episode is with Jenny. Uh, she has a little cute little dog named Azula. Uh, she says, Azula is legitimately my sense of normalcy. She's the light of my life, the light in the dark. What I look forward to every day when I come home from work. My little heart and soul. She means the world to me. <laughs> and I will John Wick the crap out of anyone who is rude, mean, or touches a little hair on her little head. <laughs> Oh, that was, oh, it went from like, I told her, I was like, that went from so sweet to like dangerous so fast. And I loved every second of it. I would also feel John Wicky about my dogs. <laughs> if you guys have not seen the movie John Wick, do it. It'll make so much more sense what she meant. <laughs> um, okay. Um, Becky, she was my first guest. She has a little bit more to say and I totally understand because I do the same thing. Uh, she has her, her puppy girl, Leia. Becky says, Leia was an impulse purchase. I got her from a friend from a friend. 
This girl I went to college with, who was in most of my classes, said she had a friend who just had a litter of puppies, and I jumped at the opportunity. She said they were Jerbian Shepskis. <laughs> Once I found out what kind of dogs they were, I fell in love. They were German Shepherd Husky mixes, my two favorite breeds in one. I reached out and found out when I could see the puppies, and my boyfriend and I went up one day after work and saw them all howling and barking. All of them except for two were already taken. The owner picked up the runt, which no one had wanted, but I fell even more in love. She was knocked out and groaning, calling for her mama or having a dream. Her little feet were just twitching, which they still do. Eight weeks later, we brought her home, and that was the moment my life changed. The first few months were difficult, getting up at 4 a.m. to walk her and con her contracting a bacterial infection that gave her an intestinal parasite for months. She had watery bowel movements that lasted for over six months. So many meds and a raw diet on, in those months too. I was extremely stressed out and worried for her and I thought, well, maybe this is why no one wants to run ever, but she changed my life and she was a blessing in disguise. She made me move out of my parents' house and live on my own for the very first time. She made me grow up so much quicker than I imagined. She made me realize that even though this was hard, that I could do it. She's been for, there for me on the days I feel like everything is falling apart. She knows that I'm sad and need kisses. She makes me laugh so hard I cry. She talks back to me like a teenager. She's truly the one thing I don't regret buying, and I would do any, absolutely anything for her because she would do it for me. I love her to death to us part. My little heart. <laughs> that was so beautiful. And last but not least, Kirsten. I tell Bo that he is my beau, sorry, that he is my soulmate every day and that Packer is my baby. They make me laugh on my worst days and always make me feel so loved. Guys, I can't even. Those were such beautiful testaments to your furry family members. And I'm honored that you shared your stories with me and to those listening to this podcast. And I also love your fur babies for all the reasons you've said and more. <laughs> um, so that's just a testament. Like I'm sure if you're listening and you have a, a fur baby or a scaled baby or whatever kind of pet that you have that you are not alone in feeling how much you love your animal and there's all these people out here who think just like you. Um, the last statement I wanted to give, if I may be a little uh, cocky, I guess, is my own. Um, my dogs, and if I'm being brutally honest here, especially Lilo, are my saving grace. I've never known a bond with any living thing like the one I have with her. There's not a single thing that I wouldn't do to keep them healthy, happy, and safe. Mental health isn't a myth and it never has been. And when my mental health was in a dangerous place or just my everyday anxiety that I live with, the one consistent thing I could undoubtedly rely on was my dogs. A dog's love is pure. It is unconditional and unwavering. It is the kind of love that people search for, but is waiting for you in a shelter. Lilo, Raleigh, being your mama has been the greatest joy this life has given me so far. Many people don't understand how much an animal can mean to a person, but I do. 
And I want to continue to surround myself with people who are of the same mindset as me. God gave me you to be my earth angels. Leela Wan, baby girl, you are my soulmate. I truly believe with everything that I am that you and I were meant to find each other. Whatever souls are made of, yours and mine are the same. I can't even imagine you not being with me, especially with the training and medical journeys that we have embarked on as a team. I honestly don't know if someone else would have done the things that you needed in your short life so far. And I would do them a million times over, no question. I also think God gave me you specifically because he knew I'd have a thousand dogs if I weren't kept under control. My babies, I love you. I love you. I love you. I don't care what anyone says. You are my son and you are my daughter. You are and forever will be a deep, permanent part of me. Sorry, I got a little, got a little choked up there. <laughs> if you couldn't hear, I just, this just all makes me so emotional in different ways. Like the people who wrote these things, like you can just feel how much they love their animals. And I just know that their animals love them right back. And my, my relationship with my dogs is something I would never trade for one single second. I would give everything up that I ever had ever to keep the relationship I have with these dogs. I, I didn't, I wasn't allowed to have a dog growing up. And the second I bought my house, I was like, hmm, we're getting a dog. And um, I don't know if I ever told you guys the story about, of Lilo Ann and how I might've in my very, very first episode, but how her and I uh, came to be. Um, my last job before I, the job I'm working at now, um, my boss has a friend who is an NYPD police officer and um, a teenage girl found who is now Lilo uh, wandering the streets of Queens, New York. And the this girl couldn't keep her, so she brought her to the police station and met Officer Anna. Anna brought her home for a day. There's just literally 24 hours and then brought her to the shelter that she had connections with. And in the meantime, like before all this and during all of this, my boss would, she'd constantly show me pictures of pit bulls because she knew my issue. I had, have, and forever will have a pit bull problem as I call it. I love them so much. Um, and I would always tell her like, oh no, I can't, I can't. I'm living at home with my parents right now. They don't want dogs. I can't, I can't, I can't. And then one day I get an email from her and she's like, you gotta come to my office. I'll show you something. And I was like, oh, oh no. And I just assumed I did something wrong at work. And I saw Lilo's picture for the very first time. And I'm not kidding. I know everyone thinks I'm exaggerating when I say this, but it felt like every nerve ending in my entire body like lit on fire. And I was like, uh, I have some phone calls to make. <laughs> I would have slept under a bridge 
until my house was ready. If that meant I was getting that dog home. So Nick's mom said they could, she could stay with them if my mom said no, but my mom ended up saying yes. And that just in that moment of like, I, I knew something bigger than me was leading me to her and her to me. There's, I, I can't explain it. It's something supernatural to me. Um, I was meant to be with Lilo and she was meant to be with me. I know it every fiber of my being. I don't even, I'll cry, but like, I don't even want to know if she would have ended up who she would have ended up with, like whose hands would she have ended up with and would they have taken care of her the way that I have? And I don't mean that in like a, like, Oh, I'm so amazing kind of way, but she's needed a lot of things. And my love for her just, I, I took care of my baby no matter what. And I'm just so, so grateful that Lilo's here with me. Um, to end, end the episode, I know this is a pretty short one and not super mental healthy, but more dog based. And I kind of wanted to go on the dog mom side of anxious dog mom, but I wanted to end this episode by dedicating it to Paisley. Um, my sister and brother-in-law adopted Paisley seven years ago. Uh, they think she was about one when they got her. Um, she was this like dark brindle, gray and brown brindle, little stocky pit bull. Oh, she was so stocky. Um, she was just the epitome of what a pit bull should be. Um, I did a big long Facebook post and I'll, I'll try and like take snippets from it, but she was loyal, protective, gentle, loving, kind, any good word you can put on a dog. That was Paisley. Um, my sister's two young kids. Um, that dog got poked and prodded and pulled on and sat on and handled it with the most amazing level of patience and love a dog could give. Um, she always had one ear permanently. It was like, she was born like that. I'm not even kidding. It was just stuck in the air. The other one was down. One was up. Um, and she loved like to play with balls in the yard, but she would always break them all because she had big teeth. And so my sister had to buy her a tiger ball and it's like this big orange. We have one too. I thought the dogs would love it, but they don't, but this big hard plastic ball and they give it to tigers at the zoo to play with because they can't break it. And apparently 60 and I don't know if she was quite 60 pounds, but she was bigger than Lilo. Excuse me. Dog had to have a tiger ball because everything else just didn't survive. Um, oh, my favorite little thing about Paisley Grace was um, she would smile at you. Like all like the front of her teeth, the like 
she would like purse her lips and show as many as teeth as she could during through those pursed lips and smile at you and wiggle her butt and she'd and squint her eyes. And if you did the same face at her, she would do it back to you. And it was, oh God, that was the cutest thing ever. Um, every family party my sister had, anything that we were at my sister's house for, I, it was like maybe minutes, if that, before I was somewhere with the dog. Like me and Paisley, dream team. Um, she was the first dog, like, we, like I said, we couldn't have dogs growing up. We just weren't allowed, and I respect my parents for that. But So my sister got Paisley. I was like, yes, <laughs> we got a dog now. Like, like she was my dog or something, but she wasn't. But I loved her. I loved her so much. Um, so what happened with Paisley was she had some liver problems um, throughout her life, but they were managed, and I guess just her little body just – one day decided that they didn't want to anymore. And my sister pointed out to my brother-in-law that her belly looked really big, but she was skinny and she was so hungry. And what ended up happening was she had uh, end-stage liver failure and her little abdomen filled with fluid. And there's only like one thing they could do that would maybe buy her maybe they didn't, weren't even sure a couple of months. And uh, my sister and their, her family had to um, make that really hard decision to uh, let Paisley go across the Rainbow Bridge. And um, I found out on th uh, Thursday, and my sister, they had to let her go on Friday. So, um, I found out after I left the gym that day and I went to my sister's house and I stayed there for about half an hour and just said, said my goodbyes to her. And it just, it, it's hard losing a pet that you love. And she wasn't even minding them like this, but she was just, she was just a good girl and she didn't deserve her body just gave up and but those years with us she she was also found in new york too um my sister gave her a beautiful life and they they saved her from who knows what terrible situation and she got to live in the suburbs of connecticut with a family and extended family that loved her very much. So, um, um, Pays of Grace, this episode is for you. Um, my, um, thought or quote of the day today, um, is just to, uh, hug your fur baby a little tighter. Always from now on, because you never know. It was a week and Paisley was gone. They noticed her belly. She was gone within a matter of days. So, I mean, hug your human family too, but obviously, but since we're talking about our fur family today, um, give them extra hugs and kisses every second you can, uh, be with them and love on them and let them love on you because, 
life is short. So uh, hug your babies and I'll bark at you next time.